Hi there, I'm Annette of Arab Africa Coaching, and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to my old friend, Morizode, about his path on becoming an entrepreneur and how he was able to turn his passion into a profession and now living his life to his fullest. Thank you so much, Maurice, for joining me today on this conversation. And I hope we have tons of fun and people can learn from your in experience. So please come on and introduce yourself to our audience and tell us the things that drive you. So Maurice. All right, great, great. Thank you for the opportunity given me. It's really exciting to have you. I think we haven't spoken for a while. A very but long I'm time. Happy, yeah. yeah, long time. But I'm happy that this podcast can bring us together and we share a lot of ideas on how to do it. Because for me, my utmost joy would be that many people would live a happy life and many people would actually and truly do the things that they desire the things that make them happy and at the end of the day they will have the life worthy of them so i want to learn from you today and thank you so much for taking both steps that have brought you to this path and um, people can learn from you and also thank you for accepting to join us so please introduce yourself to us tell us what your passions are and maybe who your role models are. I like to ask people this. <laughs> you should tell me your role model. So over to you. Well, Maurice, um, that is the name once again. Um, I'm just a young gentleman, uh, born and raised in Tema. Uh, we schooled together at St. Paul Methodist. And uh, yeah, I carried on with my, my education um, at Adesadol College and uh, Continued with um, human resource management at Central University, and uh, yeah, when I was done, I I had to work for close to five years with um, Melicom, that was then Tigo, and uh, I decided to go back to my my first love, which which is arts. So um, growing up, um, I I really loved to draw, I I loved to to create do all sort of things with papers and then and then draw all over in my books but um going forward uh, when i was in the secondary school i really wanted to study visual arts but i didn't get opportunity to study visual arts because um my uncle was then the sports master in the school and uh they they usually got boys for sports, purposely for sports in the secondary school for intercore and super zoo and then the soccer stuff. So um, in order not to pressure the boys, they put them in a, in a less competitive class, which was a visual art class. 
So uh, my uncle made it known to me that it wasn't a class for serious students. So um, he wouldn't add or agree for me to do visual arts. That's how I veered away from my passion. I had to study business. And um, I carried on with business and uh, I tried to learn a little bit from my friends who were doing visual arts about how to shade, how to draw, how to perfect my skills, but it wasn't enough. So I, I actually, I mean, pushed my arts, the love for arts aside for a bit. So uh, I did my business and then uh, I did human resource management in the university. And then I think I still kept drawing in my books, but I never thought I would go back to loving arts or being an entrepreneur. Back then, I was thinking I was going to be the head of HR for one big company in Ghana. That was that was what I was thinking. If you do remember, you asked me recently whether um, I actually have a dream, and I told you I stopped dreaming. I don't I don't dream anymore because back then I used to dream about a lot of things. Being um, the head of HR in a very big company, those were the dreams. I I actually didn't think about my passion. So when you dream and then you don't put it in line with your passion, it's, it's kind of useless. So that is the reason I told you I don't dream anymore. I just I just follow what I, I really want to do, what I love to do, what brings me happiness, and I, I do that. So then again, um, I really don't have a particular person I can call a role model. I I admire a couple of people, a lot of people, but I don't, I don't study them. I don't go like, oh, this person is my role model. I don't um, try to be like that person. I try to be me because I'm, I'm unique. I don't try to be anybody else. I try to be me. So that is, that is me. I do what I love and I, I actually try to perfect what I do. Yeah. So that answers. Okay, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm hearing so, so many things that sound like music to my ears. And I really love music. I mean, I'm just, it's like, I don't know which one to ask you first. I have so many questions to ask you. And, but I still want you to tell me some of the people that you, the way you put it, not, they, they're not your role models, but people that you admire. So maybe you can tell me one, uh, maybe in Ghana, um, West Africa, and then one global. Okay. Um, in Ghana, uh, who do I really admire? Um, uh, I think I love, I love the, the mindset of uh, Parkwisi Indum, like he, he is a fine gentleman. I love the way he thinks. I like his ideologies. And uh, yeah, in Ghana, that, that is um, one person I really do admire, Parkwisi Indum. And then um, globally, I love, I love music. All right, I really do love music. And the fact that I love music doesn't mean I just I just love any type of music, but I love music that speaks to me. 
So um, I really admired um, Tupac because his music was um, enlightenment. That's what I should say. I still go back and I listen to his music and then it speaks about things that are currently happening. Like one of um, the, the lines he used in, in music was, they have money for wars, but they don't have money to feed the poor. Like you think about it and, and it's, it's actually happening right now. They have money to fund wars. They can fight war, wars, but they don't have money to feed the poor and the needy. So he is one person I really admired. Sometimes I go back and I think about him and I'll be like, was Tupac really 25 when he died? Because his mindset was really old. Like, like he, he, he thought like a grown-up person, somebody who was really old. So he, he is one person I definitely do admire. I still go back and I listen to his music and make sense to me more than a lot of people who are, call themselves motivational speakers, I should say. Yeah, okay. That's really, really, really nice. I think this conversation might go longer than I had anticipated, but I'm enjoying myself and I really love this. So I'm coming back to your initial submission and said, as a child, you really liked to draw. So I want to yeah. ask you, from your childhood, at what point, because I still hold by the fact that when you are young, you really know, you really know what you, your true passions are. You really know what you really want to do. You really know what returns joy to you. So I want to ask, at what point did you um, figure out that drawing is the thing? Because I remember, you know, in primary school, we had, yeah. um, I think, what did we do? It's junior high school. We used to do... Um, how did you guys call it? skills and bookcraft. Yes, bookcraft. And we yeah. used to do, um, I used to do sewing. You did bookcraft. I did bookcraft, I yeah. Think. So you had all these moments where you did, at what point did you know that this was it? Well, I, I actually um, found out earlier than that. I, I started drawing way back in class one. That is when I started drawing. I started drawing faces, started drawing animals, I started drawing cars. So um, I, I, I couldn't stop drawing. I couldn't, I couldn't have a book and a pen or a pencil and not sketch anything. So that is, that is when I knew I loved to put pen on paper and make something out of it. That is, that is when I started, oh, I knew that, yeah, this is what I love to do. And it came easy to me when I start, I just, sometimes I can just do one or two things and then before I realize it is, it is something. So I knew it came easy to me and then um, that is what I really wanted to do. So pre-technical skills, I love pre-technical skills. I love the, the, the TD, the pre-technical drawing. I love the book craft. Cause I, I, because it was something that could come easy to me. So yeah, I, I, I knew way before JSS that that was, that was what I really wanted to do. Okay. I, I also want to still pick up on your first submission. 
because you had said that in um, in senior high school. Yes. You were you were studying business, and yes, I did you business. had colleagues who were in the visual art class. Class. And you yeah. really wanted to um, study the visual art, and you were trying to learn from them. There is a similar yes. scenario, and I want you to play out some of the emotions or how you're feeling from that time that many people um, see the lives that other people are living and they really like you know the, the, the better way to say it is like see other people live your dream yeah and you know many people have ambitions and dreams and they have they they really want to achieve these things they they look out there they see people doing great things and they admire those things and they really want to do those things. But then they come back to what they call their reality and they, they allow fear or um, they allow fear to take over them or they are not able to make bold steps. They make several excuses. It could go as whatever, you, <laughs> as weird as you can think about it. But there are several excuses why People do not go out to actually do the things that they enjoy. I want you to cast your mind back to when you were in senior high school, looking at other people studying this thing and thinking, I could actually do this or I would have loved to study this. What was the feeling like? Give me an authentic feeling. Just go back a bit. How did it feel for you? Well, I felt, I felt enslaved that I couldn't do what I loved to do, but Ouch. I, was, I was rather Ouch. doing something to please. <laughs> yes, I, I, I felt enslaved, honestly. Because um, during prep time, when I'm supposed to be studying what I learned during the day, I'll be with my colleague, my, my, my mate, who is a visual student, and I'll be learning how to create or to, to draw or to sketch or to make shadows. You know, when you draw an image, there's uh, where the sun rays, I mean, where the, the, the sun rays fall from, where it casts from, and then where the image is and the where the shadow is supposed to be. Like, I had to learn all those from my friends. I was supposed to be learning business during prep time, but I was I was rather doing that with my, my friends during prep time. So it was it was more like slavery to me. <laughs> and did you actually take time to think about it? It felt like slavery, but did you, how did it play out in your head? It might be a difficult question, but how did it play out in your head? Well, um, since I wasn't doing what I loved, I was, I was, I just felt like I was just going through the, the process to complete school and then um, come out as a businessman or something. I didn't even think I was going to do human resource management when I was in the senior high school. So I was just, I was just like, you know, uh, it's business. Let me just finish up and then I'll, I'll get a job. That's, that's, that was was in my head. Okay. As we are talking, I'm just thinking of a zombie, like, you know, when you watch the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm just thinking of a zombie and I still want to be on that path. I'll move from there, but I still want to be on that path a little bit more. So I know you spent five years um, in, um, in, in, a, in a corporate setting. Yeah. I also know that you went to university, then again to study human resource. Yeah. 
Yes. Those years, and when you mm-hmm. compare those years to now, that you are doing something, how was your energy level like? What, what I, I, I still want to get more from when you were doing things that did not fulfill you. How was the okay. feeling? Okay. Um, it was it was a normal course for every business student, like wanting to manage um, the human resources of an organization. Uh, I loved the fact that um, the human power is the um, backbone of a, of every business. If you lose that on the human resource, the company falls. So I was actually my my love for human resource management was the part that treats the the resources the human resources better that was that was my my love for the hr course and then um i was thinking okay fine maybe when i'm through human resource management i'll i'll, I'll do um corporate law or something it was it was one of those thoughts when i was in uni so um, the energy wasn't bad. I was, I was, I was loving the process. I was thinking, yeah, if you have to treat a human, um, the 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 human power, right? You get hundred plus with your um, output, but if you don't, that's the same. The resources that would break the company. So um, yeah, that was that was the the. the the energy I had way back in the university. And then I did a couple of um, internship with big organizations where I had to be in their in their um, HR department. And uh, it was it was it was really good, like PZ cousins and then um, GPHA. So I, I got to experience more about human resources. And I, I thought I was I was I was liking it, but then then again in Ghana, sometimes you you're done with school and then you start looking for a job and yeah that hustle, you don't get to even do the job that you want to do or you don't get the the job that you studied for because everything is about connections. If you don't have connections, you don't get a job. So that was another um, hurdle I had to cross. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I totally get you and I totally understand because that is where there is a gap because people often say that you are lucky to have a job. Like if you find a job, you are lucky no matter what You're kind lucky. of job yeah. it is. And it's, it's, um, it's, it gives you some in, income. You get money, so you should be grateful. But at the same time, if that thing is killing you, if you are not happy, you are not... um you are not motivated or you are not doing what it's like we cripple ourselves not knowing that there we have potential there are possibilities there are options available to us so i want to ask you at what point did you decide because i'm pretty sure that in your 
head, you had been playing this thing out that I want to go into entrepreneurship. I really want to do this. I want to do this. I truly want to do something on my own and follow my passion. So at what point did you decide that this is it? So um, I actually wanted to um, start my own business that was somewhere in 2015, a year after I started working. Um, I thought about something that could really help. I, I was thinking about entrepreneurship just when I started working. I was like, okay, I mean, waking up and going to work, I'm going to do somebody's job and coming back home is, is not my thing. It's not really for me. So I, I really wanted to start something on my own. I, I was thinking about gadget insurance. I was trying to partner up with a friend who was in a, um, an insurance sector, but he, he actually wasn't proactive he when i told him to write um, all the policies that we would need for their business to take off and everything he was he was slow on it oh i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it and it, it never happened so uh, i pushed it under the carpet and uh, i kept thinking about what i could do what i could do what i could do to to actually own my own business and then um I came back to my first love. I was like, boy, you love arts. This is this is what you've been loving for a very long time. And then in Ghana, quite a number of people don't know what canvas is. All they know is the normal picture frames, normal picture frames. Why don't you start something that would, would also get them liking it? And uh, I thought about it and I was like, okay, yeah. That was in 2017. I thought about it. I was like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to do. So I started thinking about a business name. I started thinking about creating a logo all in 2017. Okay. And so how did it happen in 2018? So um, I started putting things together. Um, I, I got a name, Moss Creations, and... Uh, um, I tried to get the logo on my own. I was I was trying to get my cousin to help me with the logo, but he wasn't doing what I loved, what I wanted. So I I did it on my own. And I have a my same cousin. He's a graphic designer, so I asked him to take me through the tutorials of Photoshop because Photoshop was going to be my basic tool for working. So he took me to through the tutorials, and then um, he also helped me find somebody who could print on canvas. So um, with his help and then my my knowledge and me knowing what exactly I wanted to do, I, I, I took the tutorials and then I started practicing on my own as to what I wanted to do. So in 2017, I kept practicing to, to get the output that I needed. And then um, I printed my first work in 2018. So when I printed my first work, I had a carpenter help me with the woodwork to make the stretcher. And uh, yeah, that was my first job. So my first job was bought by my friend, my, my very good friend. He was my roommate in university. And then we are still friends till now. So he bought my first work. And then I considered that day I made my first piece my 
my birth day for my business. That was the day I started my business. <laughs> it could actually be your real birthday because that was the day you were actually really born because if you are doing what you went did. into what i really love exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mine is the same as my birthday actually because i actually oh, wow. i did what i wanted to do on my birthday i said awesome. enough is enough today <laughs> awesome. it is this or never <laughs> awesome. Awesome. awesome awesome so it's the same birthday okay. um Congratulations, and it sounds like a very good story on all that. I was actually going to ask you who bought your first art, art piece, so yeah. it was, it's good. What were some of your fears when you started to think of the, going into um, this work? Because maybe if you had a job, you, people would tell you about security and etc. Let me just leave you to say how you were feeling. What were, what were some of your fears? Well, um, when I started the business, I actually had no fear. I had no fear. Before? I was... Yeah, when I started it, I, I had no fear. I, I was 100% I was positive about my business. Okay. Because I, I wasn't seeing much people, like, you know, having it. And uh, I was like, okay... This is this is something nice. This is something I people would like to have. So regardless, I'm working and I'm doing this on the side. So if people buy my game, if they don't buy, I'm still working. So it was I, I didn't have any fear at all. Okay. So I I see um I see what you're saying. So at what point did you decide to go into it full time and if you had to make some sacrifices, what were those and what were the fears around it? So um, I started the business in January and then in November, I decided to go full time. So before um, I went full time, I asked, I, I actually had conversations with my brother and my sister and my cousin. So my brother, I asked him, uh, he was like, oh, Keep doing this for a little bit. I mean, just do this for a little bit and see, test the market. Let's see how it's going. I'm like, yeah, I've tested the market. It's, it's going well. And then we are getting to Christmas. I'm anticipating a lot of orders. So I just want to go full time so I can make time to, you know, meet my um, Christmas orders. It was like, nah, I still wouldn't advise you to quit your job. Then I pushed, I pushed them aside. My sister too was saying the same thing. She was like, oh, my business is a seasonal thing is a seasonal job others don't come every day so keep doing your job and then you know you you know you have your, your security your job security and all and i also pushed her aside so i spoke with my cousin um who's usually he's based in the u.s uh, i spoke with him i was like andy this is what i want to do i want i want to go full time he was like yo do it i got your back that that was the only thing i needed i just needed one person to tell me that yo just just go ahead do it so Andy gave me the, the push I needed, the nod I needed. I was like, yo, do it. I got your back. And then um, I just requested for leave from work. When my leave, my leave days were, I mean, coming to an end, I just, I mean, turned in my resignation. And uh, my people were very sad that I, 
I was resigning though, but it was a, a big move I had to I had to take. So yeah. So the day you were sending your letter, I know that Andy gave you closure and it's we thank him for helping this business to to <laughs> be born. Um yeah. the day you sent in your letter, how were you feeling? Well, I was I was enthused. I was enthused. I wasn't I wasn't feeling bad about leaving the business, the, the job. I wasn't feeling bad. I was I was rather looking forward to making my baby great. I call my business my baby because I needed to give it all the time that it's I baby girl I or baby boy or baby baby lover. Well, I don't think I give it a, I've given it a gender, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's my baby. <laughs> I haven't given it a gender though, but it's it's my baby. Mm. Yeah. It's a good baby. So that day, you do you remember the date? Eleventh uh, November. Eleventh. That sounds like someone's birthday. Is it your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a few days to my sister's birthday. My sister's fifteenth uh, November. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I think my brother is fourteenth November. So, um, that day, you were just happy. Did you have any fear at all? Did you feel anything? Did you ever question yourself? Or when um, you didn't hear the, the positive words from your your siblings? Because usually they, people they look actually outside. didn't know. They actually didn't know <laughs> I, had, I had resigned. My mommy didn't have any idea I had resigned. Um, I, they thought I was on leave. So I was on leave and I was home and I was working. I was just doing my, my business. I was I was working and then they thought, oh, okay, he's on leave. Okay, okay. And then he never went back to work. <laughs> so what were they asking you? <laughs> so, yeah, all of a sudden, my mom was like, ah, Uncle Juma. I was like, Mijai. <laughs> <laughs> and all she said was, Oh, okay. That was all, that's all she said. Like, give give us the translation for my audiences who don't understand. <laughs> okay, so my mom was like, oh, aren't you going back to work? And I told her, I resigned. <laughs> and she was like, okay, well, um, may God may God be with you. May God help you through all your endeavors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... I was asking that, did you feel any kind of way or you were just excited that you were going excited. to do this I was, I was thing very excited. you really love? Yes, I was very excited. I was actually working on my Christmas package. So it was in November. I was working on my Christmas package, ready to get them ready to, um, to be posted so I could get orders for Christmas. So yeah, I was, I was excited. I was enthused. I was, I was anticipating a lot of orders for Christmas. So yeah. Okay. So that year, how was the Christmas? How was the sales? It was it was fantastic. Wow. It was fantastic. I it see. It was fantastic. Yeah. That's 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 really, really great because then it felt like oh people already knew that you were doing this thing and they were coming to you. So how I feel is that the market already needed you. The market already needed me and then um thanks to a lot of um people like call friends uh they they made they made this happen for me like 
they saw it, they shared the post, um, they got people to buy, and that's how uh, my, my business actually, I mean, got a lot of attention. Uh, it, was, okay. it was great. So four years down the line, I think we are coming up to four years in November. Oh no, no in January. No, because you had already stayed. So you I'm, already, I'm already four. four. So next, I'll be five. Yeah. Hey, so four years down the line, how has the journey been? Ah, it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been easy. Um, being an entrepreneur in Ghana, trying to get people to understand what you do um getting people to get you the right um let me say images for for the works that i do because some people have to send their own pictures for me to print <clears throat> on canvas and then um they they get pictures that of that are of low quality like very very low quality whatsapp shared pictures like pictures that are like 20 kilobytes 80 kilobytes pictures that are then, dead dead yeah <laughs> very very dead <laughs> and uh they want you to do a fabulous job with those pictures that's my number one challenge and i i keep telling them i can't work with such pictures if the picture is below one megabyte, I can't work with it. I keep telling them. So it's not it's not all about the money for me. It's all about um, giving something that someone would see and then be like, wow. If you should send a picture of a low quality and I do a work which is not appreciated, what am I doing? My business is, is, is not giving you your, your money's worth. So I try to give back customers money's worth. So um, that's that's my number one challenge: getting the right image to to work with. And then again, um, the rise of the dollar is also another challenge because buying canvas and every time the dollar keeps rising, gosh, it's it's killing, it's killing us. And then again, um, uh, what else? Yeah, prices of materials keep going up. Wood, I mean, this year hasn't been easy. We are only four months down down the year and then it's, it's really been tough. But there are times where I ran out of canvas, I couldn't get canvases in Ghana. I had to try and get some from China and it took a while for like a month. I was redundant, yeah. I was redundant for a month. It was it was one of my longest, um, longest one month, month. ever. <laughs> Trust me. Oh no! But you're making it work, right? Yeah, definitely. Once you've decided to go into the line of entrepreneurship, it has to work. No matter what, this is the life I've chosen. I have to make it work. That is that is me. I'm not giving up on anything, no matter what. I still have to make it work. Yeah. So, what lessons have you learned? Well, um, I started learning my lesson from my first job. To be patient. To be time. 
conscious. So those are my very first two lessons I learned. And then again, um, it helped me with my business because customers can really be, um, I don't want to use the word annoying, but trouble. They can really be trouble. So I really have to be patient with them. And then I have to make sure I stick to my timelines. So when they are making the order, I give them a timeline and I'm always done before the, the, the day for delivery. So yeah, um, I've learned a whole lot how to manage myself and how to manage others also. So yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that you, you like the who you are right now that you are yeah. pursuing your passion and doing what you love irrespective of the challenges you still work it out yeah. <laughs> if you weren't doing this can you dare to think who you would be i'll still be doing my nine to five i'll still be waking up and going to work doing somebody's job taking orders um taking instructions from people um do this do that do this do that and i don't think um that was what i really wanted to do or how i wanted to live my life okay so for people who are listening to you right now some people you are in the future hey you are in the future and <laughs> people who want to who want to go on this path who have been toying with the idea for five years three years 10 years, <laughs> one month, people are thinking of actually taking bold steps, pursuing their passion, finding that which returns joy to them. For people who are listening to you now, as someone who has been able to do it and go, gone on this path, what advice do you have for people like that? Well, um, the only advice I can say, I can give is, uh, do not sleep on your passion. Because when you sleep on your passion, the only, the best thing you can have is a dream. <laughs> That's the best thing you can have. Mm, touché. <laughs> yeah. When you sleep on your passion, the best thing you can have is a dream. But when you put your passion into, into manifestation, that is when it becomes a reality. You end up doing what you love. And then don't, don't be too slow or don't be too scared to do what you love. Once there is love, it's definitely going to work. If you don't love it, that is when you struggle. But once there is love, you don't even get tired. There are times I can wake up and then I'll work from morning till evening. And sometimes I just I just realize around 5 p.m., 6 p.m. that, oh, I haven't eaten all day. Because I have I have love for what I'm doing. So when I'm doing it, I, I just don't feel the, the stress. I don't feel tired unless maybe I'm done and then I feel the after effect because I love what I do. So once you have an idea and then the idea is one that is, is 
is likely to work. I mean, it shouldn't be just any idea. It should be one that should work or would work. Just don't waste time in starting it. Even if you are 10 years and you have one support, start, start whatever you have to do. Start building blocks at a very early age. And then those blocks will hold up your mansion when you're old. Ah, truly inspiring words from you, Maurice. And I, I like um, one of the last things you said about starting because um, I think the secret is in taking the first step. Yeah. <laughs> the secret that people don't know is actually in taking the first the step. First when step. You, you start, ah, <laughs> when you start, that is when you, you know you know, but yeah. when you're just making the excuse, it feels like a whole head, though. It, feel, it feels like a, a big cloud on your head. But the moment you start, when you do start, that is where the magic is. So thank you so much. I'll just ask you if you have any last words um, to share or anything you want to say. Um, the floor is yours, and then we will round up. Well, um, I really thank you so much for the opportunity given. Um, it's, it's, it's really a pleasure to share my story. I really wish uh, there could be a lot of people out there who would jump into entrepreneurship because it's, it's, it's not just a day's work. It's not just a month's work. It's not just a year's work, but it's a lifetime of Travel is, is, is more like um, taking steps that never end. And once, once you take that step, it's a, it's a life-changing thing. You, you would never, ever depart from it. It's more, it's more like uh, my very first uh, Bible verse I learned back then. Is, it's like train a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will never depart from it. That is, that is the basic theory for entrepreneurship once you train yourself in that way it's, it's nothing you can depart from that is amazing thank you so much for joining me this evening you're welcome and i Robert. hope that thank you i would engage you some more on this story that you have shared with us your story is extremely unique because I recognize that you had given yourself and your dream a chance in a way that shows pure love. And I truly thank you for sharing with me and giving this perspective. You Anytime, said really yeah. interesting things that you do not have to sleep on your dreams or on your passion. Yeah. You do not have to sleep on your passion because when you do sleep on your passion, you get a dream. Yeah, that's the best thing you can get out of sleeping on your passion. Yes. And once there is love, you do not have to be scared. Because many times people do things out of fear. They make their decisions out of fear. But if you make your decisions out of love, love of any form, love for your passion, love for your dreams, yeah. love for the journey you want to take, it will truly serve you.
I truly appreciate this conversation and I hope that we'll speak more and many more people will be inspired by your story. Have a good evening and let's engage some more. Cheers from me on Coffee and Stars podcast. Thank you.